Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from New York, it's the show that is rooting for the Kansas City Royals. It's first thing Oh, first. thank you You're for welcome. that. Hottest team in baseball. I like the Royals, too. Today, oh, Jerry Jones has the Commanders and the Eagles and the Giants on notice. Meanwhile, brand new offense for the Ravens, but one person here is very skeptical. We'll tell you who it is in 20 minutes. It's Mangini. And finally, <laughs> it's the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Budless. Alongside Nick oh, yeah. Wright, I'm Kevin Wilds. Brew. <laughs> Any little teaser for the bud list? Yes. You didn't think I'd be ready. There were some ladies on the bud list. Okay. Well, that's opportunity motivators. Okay. There we go. You did it. You did it. You were right, bro. I didn't know that. Bro told us he was going to have it. We start with Jerry Jones. Cowboys open up the season in 38 days in New York. Jerry Jones, optimistic about the Cowboys' chances. I will say that Philadelphia, and if you will, the Giants and Washington team, they need to be on their game because we are. We will be improved over last year. I don't want to dismiss how accomplished Philadelphia is. I mean, they did go to the Super Bowl. And the Giants definitely have a chance to be better. And Washington could be really energized. That's kind of a diss. <laughs> yeah. Energized. <laughs> so I don't need to handicap it relative to where we'll end up. Just us. We are better. Brew. I'm sure you're a huge fan of Jerry Jones talking to the media. Did you like Jerry calling out these teams? No. No, no, a thousand times no. I, I barely like Jerry even being at practice. All right. Okay. I definitely don't like him talking to the media every day like he's the head coach. Does Clark Hunt do that? No, but no. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. Yeah, of course not. You know what I mean? Does Robert Kraft do no. this? Jeffrey Lurie, the, the 49ers owner, do any of them? Those are I picked those because those are solid franchises, all right? None of them do this. All right, Jerry Jones, I've said it before, guys, he adds unnecessary drama. He turns them into a soap opera, all right? Now, they're going to have drama and attention because they're the Dallas Cowboys. Mm -hmm. But he adds to it. I Googled today. Okay. Oh. Wow. The phrase, you guys have heard it, don't overpromise and underdeliver. Yeah. Guess whose picture was next to it? <laughs> no, Jerry Jones. <laughs> and then after that, I Googled something else. What did you else? I Googled the definition. What is the definition of insanity? Don't tell me. You, <laughs> you, do, you, you keep doing the same thing you over and over again results. and expecting a different result. Was there a picture there? It was a picture of Jerry Jones, <laughs> oh, okay, to wow. my surprise. <laughs> all right? But it was very appropriate. All right, I mean, he has been doing this for 26 years. Mm -hmm. 
And yeah. he doesn't even have an Hold NFC on. title game can to I, count for. Can I say, let alone a Super sorry. Bowl. Go ahead. I'll I'm just saying. Now it, it's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, uh, they have a good team. Mm-hmm. Jerry, just let them play. Let them develop naturally. Leave them alone. Don't Bro. promise a thing. Bro, Love you it. got – there's only – I disagree with a lot of that, but there's only one thing, oh, there's only one fact that I think you got wrong, and that it's not about whose pictures or things when you go to Bing.com and look for search, search things. Um, <laughs> you said Jerry's been doing this for 26 years. He's been doing it far longer. He was doing all of this same stuff when they were winning. When they were with winning Barry Super Switzer. Bowls. With, with Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy kind of kept the, him at bay. Okay, not and he with, wasn't running the certainly team like he Switzer, is now. Certainly with Switzer. Was I guess so here Sean Payton stepped out of the norm for himself and for all coaches. Mm-hmm. That's why what he did, in addition to being kind of mean, was controversial. Jerry Jones, this is not call I, I disagree with our bottom line. I don't think he's calling out the NFC East. They better be I, ready. I think he is pumping up his chest in the Cowboys' chest. He's saying those all those teams better be good because we're going to be. None of that is surprising. And by the way, he also is not wrong. And so that the Cowboys, we all think, or I know Brew does, I think you do as well, expect the Cowboys to at a minimum be good, be somewhere good. from good to very good, somewhere on that spectrum. I I do not think this. there is 1% added motivation for the Eagles, Giants, or Washington because Jarrow was doing what he's been doing for 30 years because everyone's used to it. You had some but point. it doesn't work. Okay, but, if you if you want to say he was doing it during Barry Switzer, that was yeah. you were barely born. Okay, I mean, that's really, not true. What were you about eight? You I was eight. I was at the Switzer Super Bowl thing, and you, you still very much. were about yes. seven okay, or eight I was years old. Ten. Here's the yeah. thing, though. I'm gonna call your bluff. What do you have? I, we, I don't think we're bringing it out today. You have a bulletin board. Yeah. For bulletin board material for yeah. the Chiefs. Isn't Mahomes motivated by little chatter here? Yes. Uh, Kelsey motivated yes. by a little chatter here. The Chiefs in general. Why wouldn't the Eagles be motivated? Because I don't think he is saying – I because mm-hmm. when I read that quote – it was – I think he went out of his way almost to try to compl- – I think he – when he started talking, he was saying – the trying to say the Eagles better be good yeah. because I know we're going to be good. And then almost called himself, was like, well, I can't just – I can't leave out the Giants because yeah, they the made Giants the playoffs. Right. And then threw in the commanders at the well, end as well. I, and <laughs> I thought it was more braggadocio than insulting. Does that make sense? I thought it was more we, the Dallas Cowboys, are going to kick some ass this year and everybody better be ready for it, which, again, I I don't want to – and you can say it's a double standard, and maybe it is. I would think this could be problematic for almost any other owner. But there is a level of Jerry Jones, like almost, because he's done it for so long that I just don't think it raise, causes the ripples that it does if someone else did it. Okay. I just don't like it. No, I agree. I'm not saying the Eagles, or, although it might motivate them, I'm just saying it creates unnecessary drama for the Cowboys. Oh, okay. We got our okay. owner running off making all these promises that we have to keep. He's not doing anything on the football field. We're the ones have to keep them. And it sets a tone because you'll hear other Cowboys come out and say stuff like this. Just play football. Okay. I mean, he did all of this when Dak got hurt, and we were like, oh, no. Did it work? Well, when Dak got hurt, you were ready to give. The goal is to win a Super Bowl. 
It didn't work. Okay. I mean, Thirteen three is pretty good. I mean, you were ready to bench would that, that, would that for their backup quarterback. Uh, no, nah, not you me. Mean, not you, me. Would it? Would it? Would that count in New England? No. So Dallas, stop. You, America's team, it doesn't count for, but it would probably. Count <laughs> Let's take a look at the odds to win the NFC East. Eagles in the driver's seat. Dust. Huh? Uh, then the Cowboys. Then the Giants. And then the Frisky Commanders. A lot of people talking about the Commanders. Frisky team. Uh, Brew, do you expect the Cowboys to win the NFC East? Look. They have a good team. I'm not sitting here just because I said what I said, and mm-hmm. I mean it. I think Jerry just creates this soap opera atmosphere that can make it a little tougher for his team. But they do have a good team. But give me Philadelphia. Okay. That's who okay. I'm going with. I think Dallas will be right there. But I think, and I think the Eagles, here's why. I'm going to go back to Jerry. The Eagles leader, you know what you getting from him. And that's, that, that's Jalen Hurts. Their quarterback Hurts. or their coach? I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. Their coach Hurts. got a little Jerry Jones in him. Okay. Their quarterback a little, is, Maybe a little. The, the, but the, I think the stable leader. stable of a leader. Right. And I think he's the leader. Now, Dak, I, I think, has s- similar intangibles too. to Jalen. Not quite as much as Jalen, in my view. I agree. But very similar. He's a good leader. But the real leader of the team is Jerry Jones. Well, the face of the team. Yeah, but he's out there running yeah. his mouth. He's sure. silly. They're a, what a silly team. Silly. That's what I've been calling them. And so <laughs> That's I'm going. Is it them or other it? teams? A lot of <laughs> they're in teams. there. It's a few silly teams. They're one of them. Yeah, it's a few silly teams. They're one of them. And for yeah. that, again, talented. They, I mean, I don't see many holes. Obviously, the well, receiving. So that's what improved. I want to jump in on. Yeah. So, it, but I'm going with Philadelphia. So, as Brew has said many times, and as Wilds is, getting, we're going to have a whole week at the very beginning of September, end of August, one of the two. Our prediction. Week. Oh, are we doing that? Yeah, that you already. You're the self-proclaimed leader of the show. You said we're doing it, so I have put it on my calendar. Good. It was only in pencil. And so, but I'm glad. And you're right. In it and so, but you're, speaking you're of oh, speaking of pen versus pencil, so anything we say prior to prediction week is in pencil because injuries happen, things can happen. But right now, this moment, not only am I leaning towards the Cowboys winning the NFC East, I think the winner of the NFC East is probably going to be the one seed because I, the NFC South, no chance produces the one seed, no chance whatsoever. I think the NFC North has four teams that are all some level of, eh, they could be interesting to pretty good, but no, nobody right. great. And I, I do not believe San Francisco is going to be able to dance through the raindrops of the quarterback issue really? this year as well as they did last year. Wow. And so because of that, I do think the number one seed and the only buy is coming out of the NFC wow. East. And the Cowboys, for a number of reasons, I really like them. The first one is they might have at this point the best defensive player in the entire sport. He looked amazing last year. I know it's just camp, but Dusty's been compiling his camp highlights for us. Seeming every other day at camp, he does something awesome. I know he he knocked Tyron Smith on his butt the other day with just like a little forearm shiver. I like the kid they drafted, Mazzy Smith. Last year they won another D lineman is why I bring him up there. I thought the, the... under-the-radar additions, not high-priced, but Stephon Gilmore, who was – people thought, oh, is he cooked? Is he done? And then he was good with the Colts last year. And, uh, and uh, Brandon Cooks, I think, is a nice addition for them as well. There's a lot of things I like. I don't love the Mike McCarthy taking more control of the offense. I don't love that. But the Cowboys, you win 12 games in a year when – 
your quarterback misses five games. And Philly, I think the schedule, and I don't know how much we want to spend on Philly, but I can show it to you. Philly has a middle stretch of their season. Oof. Hold on. Just just look at the Eagles starting in week nine yep. and going to week 15. Tough. You can't find yeah. a tougher. Dallas, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Dallas, in Seattle. And by the way, prior to week nine, those few weeks, at the Jets, a home for the Dolphins, at the frisky Washington team that you like, a road divisional game at the very least, the start and the end of their schedule is not brutal. But they have a middle two months. So for Philadelphia, when they lost both starting linebackers, lost both starting safeties, Mm -hmm. like, do they come back a bit? And Dallas, so I... I, right now, I am leaning towards Dallas having a monster year. You know what this is mm. right here? What? This is a pen. Yeah. And then I put it in pencil. I've been, I'm on the record with my commander's pick. Yeah. So just briefly, mm-hmm. we know the commander's defense is – no, now it's a pen. The commander's in pen? Yeah, pen. No. Win in the division? Gave up the third fewest yards last year in the entire NFL. And he said, well, what about the offense? Offense yeah, wasn't great. Yeah, what about the offense? Yeah, well, now you got Eric Bieniemy. And what does Eric Bieniemy bring with him? His full Chiefs playbook. And he's like, well, that's what, you know, Sam Howell is not Patrick Mahomes. Well, have you seen this video of Sam Howell looking oh, like no. Patrick Mahomes? Oh, Caleb Williams is. Oh, uh, <laughs> is that in the playbook? Yeah. <laughs> you know, a little is. something, bro. That was Mahomes' first touchdown of the year last year was on that. Play. A little something. I, everyone's overlooking it. Yeah. Eric Bieniemy is going to take wherever you thought Sam Howell's ceiling was. Just with Eric Bieniemy, it's up there. They won eight games last year, bro. They're going to be good. They're going to be good. You got him in the Super Bowl. I don't have, no, he just said that. No, that made I, no I, I didn't buy what he said. I didn't what, what, buy what I said. First of all, in I never pencil. said the Super Bowl. I said they could be you the one seed. said they're going to be the one seed. That, that doesn't put him in the Super oh, Bowl. I thought you were going and to I don't know why you said that makes no sense. Meanwhile, here, listen to me talk two minutes about Sam Howell being Patrick Mahomes. But third of all, yeah, most he, he didn't bring Wilds, Mahomes bro, to Washington. I got to tell you something. Wilds, I don't know if he does this on purpose or not. Maybe it's just out of loyalty to the show. Wilds does us a solid, man, because we've talked about it off the air or on the air. Uh, Wilds is, you know, shockingly popular amongst the internet commentators. <laughs> and then every few months he breaks out something like, Commanders win the NFC East, and I think me and Brew are good. Like, we're, we're, like we're, 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 they're going to be throwing that at him for months. I love it. So I like a roulette bet. You're out here playing blackjack. Like, well, this is probably the better odds. I'm yeah. like, all on the command. <laughs> <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, Kellen Moore now with the Chargers. So here's uh, Jerry, who sat down with Donovan and Matt of the ticket on how Mike McCarthy will helm the Cowboys offense. Take a listen. What are you most excited about in seeing Mike McCarthy calling the play? That's stack friendly. The offensive line is going to be able to protect him better. Their uh, uh, spacing is narrower. Uh, which is conducive to protection. Uh, he's going to have uh, more opportunity to dump the ball off to the back. Uh, he's going to uh, have less to do before the snap and less to read after the snap. When you combine it all, then I'm confident that we're uh, uh, going to be uh, excited about how it uh, protects Dak and how it actually helps efficiency for Dak. Hey. Bruce, say what you will. That's a pretty nuanced answer. He's like well, right it down was to the nitty it gritty. was more nuanced than you know. Oh, and I don't know that he meant it this way. There were some subtle insults oh. of Dak. I don't think he uh-huh. meant to insult him, but look at look at what he said. He basically said, "I'll get to that." 
no, more dump offs, less to do before the snap, all that, less to read after the snap. You're not going to have to read the defenses. And the receivers don't have to read the defensive backs as much. It's just to be in a spot with authority. He's saying we've dumbed down the offense. Oh. That's what he's saying. And he said it to protect Dak's efficiency, right? Or he's going to protect Dak, but also to help him with his efficiency. They're afraid of him throwing a bunch of interceptions. Mm -hmm. So they've dumbed down the offense, which you can probably expect when Mike McCarthy takes, not no insult to him, but takes over for Kellen well, Moore. Mike McCarthy it's not going to be nearly as complex. He doesn't want to be in the point-scoring business. He wants to be in the game-winning business. <laughs> there you go. He's basically said so they see, want to take their foot off the gas on offense, what he's saying. Go ahead. I'll let no, you no, know. but that's it. He's saying, so, so he's dumbing down the offense. I do think what, Dak will have, Dak is a good quarterback. Not elite. What I said this last year when we saw how great their defense was. You remember I said, if Dak is who he's supposed to be, who many of us think he will be or is, they will get at least to the NFC title game. They mm. fell short. So they, a lot they, of that was they, on Dak. Yes, they, in, in, in their defense, if I may, just for a moment, I know it's not popular to defend them at the moment for last season. In the playoffs, they rolled Tampa Bay on the road. Tampa was not good offensively, right. but was fine defensively boring. all year. I'm, uh, say it again? One was scoring. Oh, one, one was scoring, one was boring. No, no, that's a good point. <laughs> and then they ran into a team that had won, I think at that point, 10 straight games. And they, they the Chiefs beat them, and then they rolled. The mm. Niners did. And, and the who defense, was their quarterback? The, at that point in time, yeah. it was Brock Purdy, but that's got nothing to do with what the Niners. He the Niners score. were winning those games because their de and Brock played really, really well, but their defense was annihilating people. And the Niners, we don't know what would have happened in the NFC title game had they played a team, had they actually been able to field an actual quarterback. I, I think what Jerry is describing would be friendly for every quarterback in the league. Yeah. I think making things easier pre-snap, making things simpler is friendly is it, by definition would be good for almost any quarterback. It just puts a bit of a ceiling on what you know what you are giving up some potential yeah. explosiveness for it. But what do I expect for Dak? I expect Dak to be firmly entrenched in the top 10 quarterbacks and if things go well, knocking on the door of that top five. Mm. Like, the, wow. I mean, he, I think, Brew, I think you agree. When we did the quarterback pyramid, I had Dak somewhere in that 7 to 10 range, and one of the guys in front of him is a junior at USC. So I think you can maybe, you know, put a call, him, call him in the 6 to 9 range. <clears throat> and I don't think you took issue with that. Him alongside nice. Herbert and lower, Lamar. Lower, in that, part, of the top it, lower part of the top 10. And so. What do I expect for Dak? Around 30 touchdowns, around 10 picks. He doesn't have to have the four picks he had as a rookie. He just can't have the 15 he had in 12 games last year. And, listen, I, I think the Cowboys are going to be He good. could make his first Pro Bowl since 2018. Uh, think about that. He hadn't made a Pro Bowl in five Pro years. Bowls are weird, man. I know, but usually you pure don't have to be a star to make the Pro Bowl. You said pure meritocracy? Yeah. Well, they, nowadays they might be because you're not going to have reserves and guys being the seventh alternate like McCorkle yeah, because that. there's not an actual game. Russell well, Wilson, next on FS1 in oh, the Fox that, Speaking of guys who will never guy. make another Pro Bowl. <laughs> oh. Oh, this guy. Ah, uh, that's, that's more guy. impressive than... Baby goats work out. Okay, well, you don't need to put out the baby goats candle to make <laughs> Russell brighter. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in. 
and we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lawless's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF, netsuite.com slash FTF. Welcome back to Just an Electric Show. Russell Wilson, what a guy. He had the worst year of his career, but now he's got Sean Payton, who says they're basically doing everything differently than last year. But Dan Graziano is reporting that there is some concern that Russ might not be able to play within <clears throat> Peyton's offense. That seems like a Problem. challenge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Coach Eric Mangini is here. But we're going to start with Nick. Nick, are you expecting Russ to have a bounce-back season? No. I mean, do I think he'll be one of the three or four worst quarterbacks in the league like he was last year? No, I think he'll be better than that. But so, Phew. do I think he will <laughs> be better than last year? Sure. Bounce back implies anywhere close to the player he was for the first nine years of his career in Seattle. No, that play, there is no precedent that I could find for the what has happened to Russ over the last not one but two seasons, and then all of a sudden he gets great again. There also is no precedent. What you guys tried to beat me over the head with yesterday was, Nick, how could you say Nat Hackett was on the hot seat after week one and then also say Russell Wilson's at fault for the team averaging nine points a game for the first two months of the year? Mm -hmm. Because both things can be true. And I, I tried to find modern NFL history, any great <clears throat> quarterback who was just totally undone by coaching. I couldn't find it. I you have seen I am not trying to Trevor understate. Lawrence. No, he was a rookie. We have plenty of rookies that struggle. But he was great. That no High bro, school, college. Pay, same with Peyton Manning. Same with so let me rephrase it because you're trying to play Peyton a game here. I haven't found a single veteran Great quarterback. I, not to be ch difficult, yeah. but like Kurt, I don't know Kurt Warner's giant statistics. What? But Kurt Warner went on a little dip a in backup with Kurt, the Cardinals. So we're attributing that to the coach. I don't know, but I'm just thinking. Of, I'm thinking of a big, a big no, dip seen, of a, a great guy. Yeah. So Kurt Warner also a very unique study from the beginning of his True. career. Secondarily, injuries played a big part of his end in St. Louis. And thirdly, Kurt Warner also, I don't think you're attributing his success in Arizona to, was 
it Ken Wisenhunt then? I don't even know. Probably. I think it was well, Ken I don't Wisenhunt. think he's saying coaching. The, he's just saying a guy having to dip for whatever reasons the, outside of injury. Yeah, but Kurt Warner didn't have a decade track record. He had a three-year yeah, track record. It was a heck of a, it he was a Hall of Fame track record. Guys, Russell Wilson, prior to getting in business with Nat Hackett, for the first time in his career, finished below 500. For the first time in his career, missed games with injuries. For the first time in his career, while injured, did some really weird look-at-me stuff. That, that was weird. Then he did the exact same thing with Hackett. That was continued Was under weird. 500, missed games, did weird look-at-me stuff when injured, and, and refused to run the ball. Why is that guy going to all of a sudden be great again? That's what I, I – why? Well, look, if, if you're just attributing it to, to things that he did off the field or differences in behavior or anything like that, then, then you could say that the guy could, could look at that, examine it, and, and reposition himself right. and recommit himself and do some things that have led to, to success. And when you transition out of one system, one place you've been, into another place, not everybody is like Tom Brady where they can just jump back into it and be good. And remember, even Tom Brady, the first five games – Struggled or the first six games struggled because they had to they had to get it right. Now whether or not he can be as as good as he was, it's going to be a question of, of how well he can run this system. And this system is shifting, motioning, multiple personnel groups. There's a lot of things involved in it for for to be what Drew Brees was. What I do like that Sean Payton's done is he's told the coaching staff to go get Russ's greatest hits. Go get his greatest hits and make sure we're, we're, we're playing those. Now, Sean Payton has some greatest hits, too, and it's whether or not those artists can, can mold their hits together like to get something that's really good and, you know, a, a, a great song. Nice play on words, that's Coach. Very nice. <laughs> but um, I, I got to say this. Um, look, I, I'm kind of with you, Nick. I think he'll be better, but I, I don't think he'll be – I think you think he'll be better than last year, but bad. Yes, I think he'll be better than last year and good. Like, and and I don't, I don't, I disagree with you that he was bad as last year in Seattle. We know he got hurt. We know he came back early from injury and still twenty five touchdowns, six interceptions. You're Mr. Quarterback wins, bro. Well, he had a. They were they all twenty five touchdowns, six interceptions. Most people would objectively look at that and say that's a really good right. productive season. And his passer rating was one hundred three, which was yeah, one of the I, tops in the league. So I, again. Really good season. Uh, last year was bad, but not two last two years. But here's the thing. I think Sean Payton, we all know how good he's been with quarterbacks. Look at what he did. And I know Drew Brees was good before Payton, but he was much better with Payton. You see his TD interception ratio much higher, passer rating much higher. Same with Jameis Winston. I mean, that's, I don't know, tripled his uh, TD to interception ratio and the passer rating much better. So I think the combination of Russ – being humbled maybe a little bit, and then Sean Payton will help him. Okay. Go ahead, Wilds. I know that. Go ahead. I know there's something you want to do. Go ahead. You got a great I, graphic. I have a great graphic. Did I step on your yeah. toes? Like a little to bit. Your graphic. Well, I liked your Mine graphic. Mine was great. Sometimes no, we we work in you silos. You thought yours was good. Yeah. My, my one. Let's, better. Let's, Here, play my graphic. Let's hear it. <laughs> let's see it. Well, this is this is the Sean Payton effect. Mm-hmm. Jameis was five and two. Teddy Bridgewater was five and one when he came in. That's a good one. Taysom yeah. Taysom Hill was your favorite. Seven and two. So. I believe that Sean Payton can make Russell Wilson good to competent. And here's the and the other thing was the Broncos went five and twelve last season from Josh. If they had scored twenty points in each of their losses, just give them twenty, they would have gone eleven and six. So the defense should be good. If you can get up to twenty points, they were in those games. There was a level of coaching incompetence 
that held them back. And yes, I think it infected Russell Wilson. And yes, he deserves a large share of the blame pie. But I think Sean Payton. Coaching? Will, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no right. I think Sean Payton will just get him to be average. And if you're average and score 20 points, which is what the Panthers averaged, they go 11 okay. and 6. Okay. But so as coach says all the time, you are the head coach of the entire team. Mm-hmm. And so Nat Hackett, we're, we're talking about how good the Broncos defense was, right? Hackett's the head coach there. Special teams, fine. Hackett's the head coach there. Offense was an unmitigated disaster. Mm-hmm. There is one player on offense that has an impact on that side of the ball, unlike any individual defender sure. does or any what. That's the quarterback. And all I am arguing is this, is that while Hackett was miserable at clock management and game management. I do. Uh, he seems to be at the baseline competent of an offensive coach, right? It's not a it Matt seems, Patricia offensive coordinator no, situation, maybe it's right? Just Aaron I mean, maybe specific. it's just Aaron Rodgers, but the, I guess we'll see some with the Jets this year. I don't think it is possible for a quarterback who is still great to be nine points a game that's, for two okay, and a half that's months. That's fair. It took us two I days to get here. But think no, I don't think it's possible. Everybody shouted to let Russ cook. Some people aren't meant to cook. Some well, that's, people that's are true. meant to be in a, in, in a more supportive, supporting yep. type role in, in the kitchen. And, and they gave him everything that he could possibly ask for. Some guys handle that really well. Some guys don't. And, now Sean Payton's in control of the organization. And let's see. Let's see. Maybe and, it takes the pressure off Russ. And Pete Carroll's a pretty smart guy. And Pete Carroll and Russ's conflict was, I want to do more. And Pete Carroll, who may or may not be a Hall of Fame coach one day, but is certainly a very good coach, was pulling back the reins as hard as he could. And then finally, when he had to let go of it, they traded him. And so there is a level of, is Russell Wilson as good as we've ever seen at a very specific type of quarterbacking that includes his ability to run? Not that he was this dynamic runner, but he was a great runner in good spots. But now when he is trying to be, as he said he, to Dan Patrick, he wanted to be an MVP-level guy, a Mahomes, a Brady. Well, he, that's where the and, humility comes Yeah, like, He does have to run. look in the mirror and say, you know what? I don't need to cook. Let me just well, do what it takes to that's win. That's tough, And, and look, the league has a way of humbling you. Yeah. And he was humbled last season. And let's see whether or not he's yeah. recalibrated and he's a different guy. Okay, let's take a look at the odds in the AFC West. The Chiefs. Mahomes and friends at number one. Then it's the Chargers, then the Broncos, and then the Raiders in last place. Drew, are the Broncos a dark horse to win the AFC West? Drew's the the captain of the dark horses. Yeah. He basically invented, you know, when you Google dark horse, Drew's picture shows up (laughs) next to it. No, they're not. I'd love to say yes, but I'm objective. All right? You, You see me. Say, I expect a ton from Aaron Rodgers this year and yet criticize him because he's broken the code, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I'm going to be objective. No, I think the Chiefs clearly, Chiefs are obviously the overwhelming favorite. But if it's not the Chiefs, the dark horse has to be the Chargers. Well, they're in second. <laughs> so we got three dark horses in a four-team division? Can I, can I tell you something? The Broncos have won a Super Bowl more recently than they've beaten the Chiefs. The Chiefs are you good. You talk, hold on, but to, to win the division, you're probably, you can't, you probably can't be swept by the Chiefs. You talk all the time about how the, pa- the Jets haven't beaten the Patriots in 14 games. Yeah. The Broncos haven't beaten the Chiefs in 15 games. Mm-hmm. So the, I would argue that the only teams in the entire league less likely to win their respective divisions are the Cardinals and the Texans. 
The I, think the, I think the Raiders are going to be better than the Broncos. Yeah, I, I would say that the Raiders' numbers are off. I'd say the Raiders are much as dark horse as the, as as the Denver is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, they should similar. easily be the same. Gee. Yeah, You're Jimmy G. Oh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he if he, he can stay upright, who knows? Your guy. So, what, can I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Did your love affair with the Broncos last one show? No, there you go. No, you made a fair point. You uh, made a fair <laughs> point. You're off of them? I wasn't Yesterday you were gung-ho on Russell Wilson leading them to the yeah. playoffs. I'm saying they just need to score 20 points. You're just throwing Russell Wilson no, by the wayside. I believe in Sean Payton. I believe that Sean Payton is a great I'm not going by the wayside. So are they, may, are they a dark horse? Your answer is yes. They I'm must. a Chiefs guy. I'm not going to sit here and say <laughs> that the Broncos are going to make win. The playoffs, to make the playoffs? Yeah, they, they could. Yeah, they, they lost, what, nine games by a touchdown or less? No, right. They need to score the division. Are you picking them to make the play? I'm not picking them to get right now. It's I'm not picking them to make the play. Do you remember right. the game when, I forgot what it was, it was on NFL Films, and like, what's going on? And the opponent, uh, Russ was playing a guy who used to be in Seattle, or maybe they were playing yeah. Seattle. They're like, Brother. he's using the same signals. Like, what? Like, stuff like that goes? Yeah. Well, I don't think that'll happen this year. So you got to I mean, say that's it. ridiculous. I mean, sometimes you go with what you're comfortable with. <laughs> the team knows. Like, we run that play. <laughs> hey, college football fans. Joel Klatt here. And I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download the Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the new Joel Klatt Show YouTube channel. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Happy birthday to Tom Brady. And happy QB competition to his old team. Bucks offensive coordinator says the QB competition has absolutely tightened between Baker and Kyle Trask. Nick, you've been high on Baker. You've I, been low been, on Baker. Well, yeah, but where are you now? I'm the same place I was before last year, which is ready to win this exact argument. I won't brew last year when Brew made the case that a also-ran was going to beat out Baker Mayfield. And I said, no, he's not. Well, go ahead, finish. I said, <laughs> no, he's not. And the week one starter was Baker Mayfield, which was the entirety of our argument last year. None. And now this year, <laughs> I'm going to say Kyle Trask, who was, you guys are going to hate this, a two-star out of high school who was not great at Florida. I think Trey Lance who will, might have been a the, two-star. That's great. Is Trey Lance really? in this quarterback competition? I'm Let's just try to stay focused. We're on the you eastern seaboard, not the northwest. Trask uh, can improve. That Baker Mayfield. 100% barring an injury is going to be the week one starter. So no, there is no chance Baker loses the starting job. That is his starting job after he, by the way, played 
somewhat well in, mm. in, with the Rams. That's true. Had, a game. It, well, two games, actually. You had a uh, drive no one's ever had in the history of the league, 98 yards in like 90 seconds. Electric. Uh, and hung 51 on a defense that I just heard you guys talk about how awesome it was, the Denver Broncos. So, yeah, Baker's going to beat out Kyle Trask okay. for the starting All right, job. first of all, and you should know this, you hate being misquoted, the debate last year, well, I wasn't really much of a debate because all I was saying mm-hmm. is that it should be open. Uh-huh. I said, Baker, Baker it shouldn't just be given to Baker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should be an open yeah. competition. And if Darnold beats him out, so be it. Yeah. He beat him out mm-hmm. for what, about six weeks? It, you, well, Who was, was You said Baker was a starting quarterback for week one. Who was a starting quarterback for, I don't know, week I seven? Know, PJ, or eight? Well, Walker, nah, it was Sam Darnold, yeah, right? PJ and, Walker's now, starting. I guess I shouldn't jump on Baker because Sam Darnold may be the next Steve Young. That's true. What we're hearing. So, Good point. But look, I do agree. I think Baker will start. But I, got this I think I also – this is yours. I also – I think I, somebody told me they saw you wearing this in Harlem, that, walking down the street with this. That, I have multiple. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a better chance that Baker loses the job during the season, though, oh, to Kyle Trey. Really, just like last out. year. Okay. And, and then I, I think he'll start. But it says something, Coach, that the OC is coming out and saying already it's absolutely tight. No, it doesn't. I mean, you're not – that means you're not – why would he say that? You should want to give Baker confidence, and now Trask you're saying confidence. it's tight. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kyle Trask, I think, was was like the MVP of his middle school team. Okay. <laughs> I, the seven-on-seven seven league that he played for, I think he, he I was really you. good at good in, like, fourth grade. <laughs> And then he won the 40-yard dash I when he was in preschool. Doing that stuff. Uh-huh. So, like, if we're just well, going to keep drilling. Well, for guys who haven't played in the NFL, let's, let's what keep, are we going to draw upon? Well, I don't, well, you don't have any, pro- you don't have any problem college. putting him on your yeah, tier as a quarterback. You don't have any problem putting him on your tier as a quarterback. Right, right. They can be the third tier in, your, in, in that, but I guess they can't, you know, you can't project mm-hmm. out. So, he, here's – Baker should have a huge advantage with his experience, with, with all the things he's going through. And I, I actually cheer for him a lot more now – than I ever have because I think he's a guy that has, has started betting on himself, was willing to do that, was willing to take that chance. He's been humbled. So I want, I'd love for him to do really well. Now, the, the, the battle he's fighting is I don't think Tampa feels like they're going to be that good. So they've got a quarterback they drafted in the second round. They obviously felt pretty strongly about that guy. So if that's the case... They're probably going to want to see whether or not he can be the oh, answer long term. I don't want to see that. You, you, really? you, may, you may not want to see that. The, the coaches are going to feel more comfortable with Baker because of his experience, his poise, his presence, and that comes with with all with age and and with right. with getting a chance to play. But the front office is going to think. We got to see whether or not this. Then kid Baker can play. should leave. Baker should no. pack his stuff where, up and go leave. where? No, I'm just leaving. Yeah, like where are you going? Here's the graphic on Baker. All of his OCs and head coaches. It's ridiculous. I'm starting to feel, and I know that you know the knives were sharpened for Baker while he was in Cleveland after the playoff run, Nick. But this, he just hasn't had any stability, and it makes me feel like he hasn't had a fair shot to have just solid footing and really grow. And I understand, no, you're in the Cleveland all the time. Like, yeah, but you got a new guy coming in every six months. So this graphic Carolina, he was a starting quarterback last yeah, year. Yeah, he got a pretty fair it's shot right. in Carolina. He was a starter. No, he, he, listen, he Give was... Give him a I, chance. I, I, hold on. He, he a oh, just real <laughs> quick, if he, I may. It, the, wilds, go. It, Once Christmas he overachieved in Cleveland. 
People can say how you say he's the number one pick of the draft. He overachieved Wait, because had that a pretty unbelievable the, running game. That I, right, yeah, and, yeah, and with that offensive Health. line and those running backs, they won one game in their previous 36 games. They were one and 35 before they inserted him in the starting lineup, and a year later, they're in a one-score playoff game in Arrowhead after having beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers by a thousand in the playoffs, the Cleveland Browns. So then he got hurt. Tried to play through it. It cost him there. Unwise. And in Carolina, he was terrible. There is no defending his play in Carolina. Where I agree with coaches, could it be a similar thing that happened to Marcus Mariota, where you are brought in to be the starter? However, if the season isn't going great and the team says, all right, we're not going to be a contender anyway, midway through the year, we want to see what we have in Desmond Ritter. We want to see what we have in Kyle Trask. Sure, but I can tell you what they have in Kyle Trask. I watched that high school tape. Not much. <laughs> but that's a, right that, that's a sure, fair shot, too. That's a fair shot. Yeah. Because if Baker's playing well, they'd be like, well, maybe, maybe he is our guy. Sure. The team's not good, Absolutely. but he's our guy. Yeah. You can get to the playoffs with what record? In that division? That yeah. was eight eons ago. No, he's saying no, this, this year, year eight oh. and nine could win oh, that yeah. division. Oh, yeah. That division's, the division's open. wide open. Yeah, it's open. Give him a chance. He's going to get it. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Pep Hamilton on Inside Training Camp Live says the Ravens, with more weapons for Lamar and a new OC, are going through a, quote, seismic change in philosophy. Here's how they played when Greg Roman was the offensive coordinator. Well, they did not love to throw the ball, and they liked to rush the ball <laughs> a lot. But Greg Roman's not there anymore. Nick, do you think people are sleeping on the Ravens? Oh, I don't think they're sleeping on them. I, but I do think they're the most interesting team in the league right now. Mm -hmm. I think they are the More most so fascinating the team in the league in this regard. Because... I think they have the widest possible range of outcomes. I the the Baltimore Ravens could win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the we saw them all come within a backup quarterback goal line fumble right. from beating the Bengals. You know what I mean? And so I think John Harbaugh is a very good coach. They always have a good defense. They have invested more in the weapons than at any point in this era. Now, did they overpay Odell a bit? Maybe. Yes, well, yeah. you know, are they relying on young guys? But at least they're investing in it. Mark Andrews still are all of it. And now, right after odd timing of it, right after they pay him. We're now going to find out, can Lamar Jackson play quarterback the way they are going to want him to play it? And that's why it's the widest range of outcomes. Because under the old regime coach, they had one of the narrowest range of outcomes. Not going to win the Super Bowl, definitely going to be good. That's and right. you know what I mean? They're going to win three out of four games Lamar plays. And so I'm, I'm wildly fascinated by them. And yeah, they're a scary team, but it also could go terribly for them. Yeah, I, I don't see it as their, their range of outcomes was they couldn't have won the Super Bowl in the past. And I think Greg Roman was the best fit for Lamar Jackson. Mm. And that philosophy was the best fit for his skill set. And, and this seismic shift that they're going towards, I, I can't imagine this is going to work out the way they're hoping it works really? out. Oh, really? His greatest asset is the threat of, of him running the ball. 
the quarterback-driven runs, and that forces you to commit extra guys to the box. A ton of defensive uh, energy goes into stopping him as a runner. Now, as an offensive coordinator, if you're taking that out of the mix, that, that's a good thing from a defensive perspective. Every time, every time he's throwing the ball, then you've got and you're taking that that element out of it. That that's a positive, and and I don't think it's going to work the way that they hope it works. Mm. So you don't think he's going to be an effective passer, pocket passer? I I imagine he can be effective. I imagine he's most effective when the threat of him running is there because it clears up defenses. It simplifies defenses in a way that most quarterbacks never have that, right. that advantage. So it gives Lamar such an advantage from a from a diagnosing and, and, and anticipation perspective that to take that away from him, it doesn't seem like you're playing to, to a tremendous strength yet. Well, I got to believe they're smart enough to, like, let him not take that away totally. I mean, let him run. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I do think it's going to boil down to what you said, Nick. And I think he will prove that he can be a good passer. And I've been skeptical of his throwing of the football for a while. But I do think now he's got some receivers. He's never had, like, this isn't even an awesome receiving core. But it's a good one. It's better than he's ever had. He's still got the tight end. So I think – and they they will be a good running game because they always are, and obviously the defense will be strong. So if he can just – Throw it, and I think he can throw it well. Here, so I think they are dangerous. I, well, listen, I and if we could just maybe have one extra minute on this, Hubs. I, I, I think he's. I've said this before. I think he's actually really, really good at some of the tougher throws. It's the he is of the 15 best quarterbacks in football. He might be 13th at what I would consider the layup throws, and that's those things he's going to have to tighten up. The question I want to ask you is this: He obviously is still going to be able to run the ball. You know, I mean, we see quarterbacks on non-quarterback-driven runs, you know, just right, scramble right. and get out and run. But as a defensive coach, or if you're planning for them, is if we expect that the Munkin offense is going to have less quarterback-designed runs, does how much does that change the way you're preparing? Because he's still going to be a huge threat. When he drops he's back, even well, on passing it'll open plays. up well, the it, run. It wasn't just the designed runs; it was the creativity of the designed runs. They hit you so many different ways that the volume of time that you had to put in to stopping that offense from from just that perspective didn't give you a lot of time to work on, on the passing game element of it. And it helped running backs because if everybody's got to be worried about Lamarck keeping the ball as opposed to just your traditional runs. That adds an extra mm. offensive threat to, to, to the equation. Now you take that out of, out of the mix. Donovan McNabb, later on in his career, he would run on third down, he'd run on two minute, in two minute and in the red zone. But that's where you prepared for him as a, as a runner. And, and if this is the direction that they're going, now you can shift more focus into the passing game and pressures, and, and, and it frees up coordinators to be more creative with how they want to attack Baltimore's offense. Let's head to Kansas City. Great city, I've said it several oh. times. Wonderful food, friendly crowds. <laughs> Only thing Great this city is missing, a baseball team within 40 games of being 500. Oh, you know what? <laughs> that was that was uh, the and longest Chris, winning streak in the league. And Chris longest Jones, winning streak. He wants a new deal. Here's Mahomes on his absence. I talk to Chris, um, not necessarily about contract stuff. That's how I am about all things. I never talk about uh, the contract. I just talk about football, how he's doing. Um, I mean, he's working out. He's staying in shape. Um, all that will handle handle itself, and all I can do is just be supportive, be a teammate. I mean, that's one of the guys that's been a staple of this organization for a long time. So uh, hopefully, we get him back in camp as soon as possible. 
Well, I don't know if it'll be soon, but I do believe he'll be there for week one, which is important because they can't go 20-0 and without him. They, <laughs> That's going on my board. What are you, what are you guys <laughs> going on my board? What are, why did you guys lie? You, guys, you think, think they can? You think they can go undefeated without Chris Jones? No. I, I don't think they can. Yeah, I don't think I, they can uh, go undefeated. You, oh, you don't think they can? Hold on. You don't think – we might have to put oh, them on the board. board. You don't they're think they can go undefeated? Go undefeated and win the Super Bowl? No, I don't think that's well, going to happen. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry because Mahomes is no Bob Greasy. Give me a break. I mean, I think, we need Larry Zonka. <laughs> Stop it. How many, Give me a break. how many games was that? Well, that was 17. 17 total. Okay. Yeah, so and we saw now they have to win. Now they have to win and 20. And three, right? We saw, yeah, we saw a team go 18-0. And they, you know, come very, very close, maybe with the Randy Moss Hail Mary. Again, guys, I'm saying, look at what it says on the screen. They can't do it without a, Chris Jones. Yeah. He's a, he's the, I'm a real take. Yeah. I'm not saying, oh, Patrick Mahomes can do everything all by himself. He is one of the five best defensive players in the sport. The team can't go undefeated can they win without the him. Super Bowl without him. No. Well, it's a, I, well, I agree with Nick. It's not going to come down to that. No. I just don't see how they're going to get this solved in the short term where Kansas City is in terms of cap space and what he wants. He's already on the cap for $28 million. I guess if you're going to commit to him to a longer-term deal. You can bring that you, number you can, down. You can bring that, that number down. But how where he wants to be in, in relative terms to, well, to Aaron Donald. I got 5000 on it for the Chiefs. Also, shout out to Mahomes. For, no, 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 no. I'm saying for the, to Chris Jones' contract. You're talking about Mahomes. Just check oh, him in. Okay. Hey, I'm just I think he'll that'll, that'll cover the last 20 <laughs> seconds. What was next? First things first, we're on FS1. With Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals you will be eating stress-free this spring. Each meal is chef-crafted, fresh, and dietitian approved More importantly, they are never frozen and ready to eat in just two minutes. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled up all day long. Try meals with premium ingredients like filet mignon, truffle butter, and shrimp, restaurant-quality food that you do not have to prep, cook, or clean up delivered right to your doorstep. And if you need to change your deliveries, you can pause or reschedule whenever you like. Factor is your solution for fast and premium meals. Also, for the month of April, Factor is celebrating Earth Day all month long. Look out for the Earth Month Eats badge on the menu for our lowest carbon footprint meals. So what are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash firstthingsfirst50 and use code FIRSTTHINGSFIRST50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code FIRSTTHINGSFIRST50 at Factormeals.com slash FIRSTTHINGSFIRST50 to get 50% off your first box and 20% off your next. Fuel up fast, eat better, and get back to what you love doing this spring with Factor. It's Thursday, as I mentioned three times in the promo. Which means it's time for the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's the Bud List. It's kind of a combo thing we do. We do a promo, and then we read some fan mail. Yeah. It's a lot. It's not necessarily fans. A lot of just comments, concerns. We're always willing to address them. Yep. We have specific music that I'm kind of like frozen. I don't know if you ever saw today's special. You remember that? Put on a little hat. Today's special. Mannequin came to life. We didn't see that one. It used to be on Nickelodeon in 1984. <laughs> Dear Wilds, love the show. Just wanted to say that Broussard's Bud List 
has been extra motivational of late, and it's changed my parenting and my life. Wow. When I get the twins up in the morning, I say, Ryan and Brian, I believe in you. So thank you, sincerely, Dawn. That's not even sarcastic or clever or anything. It's I just a it. heartfelt note from that Dawn. That's what I aim to do with the bud list. See? Occasionally, occasionally, very rarely nowadays, yeah. it's an indictment. But it is almost always inspirational. And let's start at number three with the United States women's soccer team. Y'all could use some inspiration because you've been struggling in the group stage. In fact, it's just a fact. It's been the worst group stage performance ever by the women's soccer team. And you're taking some hits. I'm not even going to talk about former star Carly Lloyd. Let's look at these headlines. The Atlantic. Oh. The end of the U.S. women's soccer dominance. Wow. The Wall Street Journal. The U.S. women's soccer team is reeling. CNN. Why is the U.S. team struggling at the Women's World Cup. I'm not going to go negative because it's about inspiration. I'm going to go positive, all right? <laughs> you guys can still do it. Here's the positive. You're alive. Yeah. You are alive. I get why you were dancing and celebrating after you tied Portugal because you still had life. You were ranked number one for a reason. You're the two-time defending champs for a reason. All right? Everybody expected you to win. You were the favorites for a reason. So go out there, regroup, recommit, refocus, and let this be a wake-up call to you. I believe in you. Solid. Go get Love it done. It. All right, at number two, Russell Wilson. Wow. I hope this is inspirational. <laughs> Russ, it's on you. Your coach went out there and sullied his reputation for you. He broke the code for you, all right? And now you got to go get it done. If you still have something left, you should be good this year. Your receivers, okay, they're good enough. Running backs, good enough. Offensive line improved. Defense, very strong. You just have to go do it. And look, let this humble you, all right? Forget all that. Let it, let's ride let Russ cook. Just do what you have to do to win. That's it. Just go out. If you got to run the ball 30 times a game, if you have to scramble, if you have to dink and dunk, whatever it might be, do what you need to do to win. You've got the coach whisperer, Sean Payton, who's had success with every quarterback he's had. So if you don't play well, they're going to blame you. Nat Hackett is not there anymore. I do believe in you. Just guy. not as much as I used to. Yeah. All right, yeah. at number one, another quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, wow, another one of your guys. The honeymoon's over. I'm objective. The honeymoon is over. All right, and it's been a heck of a honeymoon. New York City has rolled out the red carpet. The Knicks, the Islanders, everybody. Was it the Islanders? Rangers? The Rangers. Game? We're Rangers. Islanders. It was a hockey team. One of the hockey teams <laughs> loved you. All right, you've been getting major league praise. Your teammates talk about you like you're some sort of idol. The fans and the media even, the coaches love you because you gave up $35 million. They should praise you for that. But it will all come to a crashing end. If you don't play great, if you're the same Aaron Rodgers as last year, which everybody seems to have forgotten that, at least in New York, it's going to be trouble, my man. The schedule starts off tough, so you got to come out and do it. Now, look, 
I have not always believed in you, particularly in the conference championship games. I've been a detractor of you in those games because you haven't played well. But I do believe in you now. I believe you can, you have a good chance to get back to another conference championship wow. game and maybe erase those demons. So, Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying you're winning the Super Bowl, but I believe in you to have a very good season that reinvigorates the New York Jets franchise. Excellent. Great job. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I liked it, Chris, and I think <laughs> similar to preseason comments that I gave to Nick, there's some, some things were working out here. Yeah, as we ease into the first preseason game, I would definitely put the women's team first uh, on that list. I'm not a big advocate of other sports. Showing up first on the bud list. <laughs> but in this case, I will. I don't love Russell Wilson there. I think Maybe the coaching's under a little more pressure there than, than he is. But I'm not a name that, that is definitely needs to be on the bud list, and that's our friend Mac Jones. Oh, this better oh. be positive. It, this it better is. be it, it is absolutely positive. With inspiration. Bill talked about everybody's in the competition. He gave he gave the lock stock answer. But prior to that, on Sirius, he said something a little bit more indicative of how much of a competition there is. I don't know. Can we bring up his comments? So these are the serious ones, and, and this is where he says will give them a chance to compete and see how it goes, specifically talking about the quarterbacks. And, and he rarely ever specifically talks about a position group. So this means something. And, and you burnt up your goodwill. You went outside of the family. You, it's, it's, you're going to have to prove that you belong in that starting spot. And, and he had a great day the other day. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But the bad news is so did Bailey Zappi. Now look at how <laughs> this has bled into everything. They come out, they run together, and now he's jogging away from, from Bailey Zappi right here. <laughs> the, the level of competition is wow. everywhere. And and what's good about this is he, <laughs> nice separation, but the day before, there was more separation. Oh. So <laughs> Bailey's kind of closed that gap, even running out in pregame warm-ups, and I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. That was, that was very Max good, Russian. Coach. Can just, I, can I give some show. pressure I'm gonna do a whole thing on Hold on. Before I even give mine, just to support my buddy Kevin Wilds, can I give a counterpoint to what you just said there? I saw a really interesting tweet about this exact situation. Where they we put it, can we, Well, no. Can we just put it up, please? Because the author of the tweet is here, and you can explain it to us. Kevin Wilds yeah. said that last year's training camp, he gave us an artist rendering of yeah. Patriots training camp. It's pretty much oh, this is true. bad. Uh, and so I just I just want to understand it better. I put this. I mean, I, I just wanted to yeah. boil it down with my great drawings. Yeah. Last year, the press was like, "This looks bad," and every all the players said it looked bad, and the scoreboard said it was bad. And this year, the press was like, "Wow, this looks awesome with Billy O'Brien," and the players were like, "Whoa." This is really good. And the defense like, wow, Mac Jones is awesome. Mac Jones like, wow, the defense is great. And so that's basically like, hey, it. Bailey Zappi's great, too. Wow. You know Bill's what? Like, I was for all Patriots. Feels like, coach. wait, we're going to see who's great. At the end. <laughs> you know what? To me, it looks like Joe Montana, you, Steve Young out there. Did you draw <laughs> I'm okay with having everyone be fantastic. All right. It's like Brock Birdie, Jimmy G. I, I will add Daniel Jones to the bub list. And oh. here is why. Oh, that's Saquon fair. is back. Yeah. Darren Waller is there. They just paid their left tackle like he's, if not the best, one of the best left tackles in football. They have upgraded, albeit just slightly, the wide receiver core. All of us love the coach. The defense should be at least the level it was last year, probably better. They invested draft resources there. So why 
Do the New York Giants have worse odds to win the NFC than the Green Bay Packers and the Atlanta Falcons? Mm, Why do center? For the, uh, the, uh, I don't. I don't think that's the. You know what? That back, might, backup center coach, just got hurt. Okay, coach, that might be a, a good point. I don't think that's moving the Vegas odds. However, why do they have the same Super Bowl odds as the Pittsburgh Steelers? Because people don't actually believe in the quarterback. Now, Daniel Jones last year was excellent by Daniel Jones standards. That's right. The question, Brew, is this year can Daniel Jones be good? by grown-up NFL quarterback standards? Can you ask him to have a more mature passing game? Can you ask him to do more there? Or what, Coach? Go Can I just say the biggest odds? How about three games in the first 11, day, 11 days? How about seven out of the, 10 first, uh, of the first 10 games? Are on the road. Like that might have moved the odds. Okay, too. maybe it did. <laughs> like, you know what I think moved the odds? That's crazy. People like the coach. They like a lot don't of have things. A they don't like the quarterback. Mm-hmm. If Daniel Jones is what our friend Greg Jennings told us, which is he top could be a top ten quarterback, that was... the New York Giants <laughs> should be excellent. So the season is riding on Danny Dimes. That's fair. I mean, he's he threw 15 touchdowns last year. All right. Yeah. I mean, so that's he, only one less. He than ran Max. it well, but he's got to do it more than Max. Than Max. Sorry, yeah, one less than Russ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm adding Travis Kelsey to the wow. bud list and his new mustache. Although I was a fan of the mustache. Now here's the thing: Travis Kelsey not used to being guarded uh, during the regular season. So when he's guarding at Chiefs practice, he's like, "What's going on?" Ends up throwing hands with his own. <laughs> Teammates and friends. Not once, twice, and that one's in the back of the head. And he took to Twitter, Coach, after Nick said it was a a good thing for the team. He said, I've got to be a better teammate. He does. I've got to be a better leader. Plain and simple. Well, good news. We have new video (laughs) of Travis Kelsey. When a player slaps the ball out of his hand and he does one of these, ah! Oh, I almost did it. I almost did it, but I didn't. So Travis Kelsey's a man of his words, more inspirational. I think we can take a lot of lessons when you want to punch a coworker. Just don't do it. With a helmet on. <laughs> With a helmet on. Right, right. He learned his lesson. That Good was great. I'm surprised they still knocked it out of his hands, though. It's Shouldn't they all give a little something? I don't think they're Let him catch the ball. Oh. They've got their helmet on. They know, like, if you punch right. him. Right. Yeah, Travis is also more than me. smarter than people give him credit for. He, in, that, in the video compilation, he hit two guys, didn't hit one. The one he didn't hit was the one who didn't have the little guardian Added. cap on. Yeah, the yeah, two yeah, he yeah. did hit had the foam helmets on, so he can't <laughs> hurt himself. That one, he hits that guy in the face mask. He hits, he hits my guy here earlier with the foam thing on his head. And then Cook again gets after him, but he doesn't have the guardian cap on, so he doesn't hit him. All those guys smart. are like 70 pounds less. Than right, right. right. <laughs> he That's didn't smart. hit any linebackers. No. How about that? Good thing in the regular season, <laughs> no one's near uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. opportunity. Coming up next, Dak. Going to win the NFC East all of a sudden. Something. He's done it before. I don't think that. I don't believe that. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to the show. Jerry Jones 
That's what we're talking about. The Cowboys open up the season in 38 days in New York. Jerry's optimistic. I'll say that Philadelphia and, if you will, the Giants and Washington, they need to be on their games because we are. We will be improved over last year. I don't want to dismiss how accomplished Philadelphia is. And the Giants definitely have a chance to be better, and Washington could be really energized. I know a lot of people have the Commanders as their first team. That's not part of his goal. I added that. <laughs> Creative license. I'm reading this Rick Rubin book. I don't need to handicap it relative to where we'll end up. Just us, we are better. Here's the odds. Eagles at one, Cowboys with the silver medal. Giants coming in at three, maybe falling since they have a rookie center, I just learned. And then the Frisky Commanders. <laughs> Nick? Yeah. We'll start with you. Yeah. Do you expect the Cowboys to win the NFC East? It's the first week of August, so these are in pencil, not pen. But right now I'm leaning yes. And I think the winner of the NFC East coach is going to likely be the one seed in the NFC. Because I think the NFC North, I think the Lions, the pa- I'm higher on the Packers than most. Vikings, are, I, I know they won 13 games last year. They're not going to do that again. But they're all going to be fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of those teams are going to run out to great records. The NFC South, we were talking about, could eight wins do it? And I just don't think the Niners are going to be able to dance through the raindrops quarterback-wise again. So I think the winner of the NFC East gets the one seed. And I love Dallas's offseason. I like the addition of Gilmore and Cooks. Those are kind of under the radar, but positions of need. I think Michael Parsons might be the defensive player of the year this year. I like that in the draft. They went supplement the strength by adding Mazzy Smith to that defensive line. I think Tony Pollard, that losing Zeke, who they might bring back oddly, but, uh, to, but I think Jones Tony Pollard getting, getting more focal point of the offense is good. And I think Philadelphia – which last year, when we show their schedule, struggled with good quarterbacks all year long. When you go middle of the year, Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, Niners, Dallas, then to Seattle. And by the way, before that even, you have the Jets and Rodgers, two in the Dolphins, a road divisional game. I understand. That is a brutal nine-week stretch. So, yeah, I like the Cowboys this year, Coach. I, I just don't see where they gotten better where where have they really gotten better he, he he talked about that and they lose schultz and and they pick up cooks those guys had the same same amount of receptions and and zeke his average was down was he 3.8 yards a carry but i think he had 12 touchdowns and he carried a significant load and not that pushing some of those to pollard isn't a good thing but how much of that load can he carry and who's who's behind pollard of any significance that can pick some of that up They've got an issue, obviously, with a, with a holdout in camp. They've got DBs disrespecting the quarterback. And, and you could say, hey, that's just trash talk. But it seemed a little bit more than just trash huh. talk. Mm-hmm. And, and so when, when you're looking at it and saying, we got better, maybe it's the offensive coordinator. And I like Brian Schottenheimer a, a lot. But Kellen Moore did a ton of good things there. And that's going to be a transition. So where's the space where they got so much better this offseason. No, I think that's fair. Look, they have a shot. I think they're going to be good. I've said it. San Francisco, Dallas, Philadelphia, I think, are the three best teams. I think the Niners could be the one seed, but I'm going to go with Philadelphia to win the division right now. Um, I just think their leadership with Jay and, and Dak's a good leader too, but Jerry can create drama, so there's always going to be something going on with the Cowboys, which I think can hurt them a little bit. And then I think Philadelphia will be more stable. I'm surprised, Nick, with you, because you've always been down on Mike McCarthy. Correct. And his clock management, Correct. all that stuff. 
How do you think that you don't think that's an issue now? I think, I mean, no, listen, I think that absolutely could be an issue. But I, last year they won 12 games. Their quarterback broke his thumb and had the worst full year of his career from a turnover perspective. That's where I think they most notably get better. Is I think you don't have your quarterback breaking. Now, record-wise, they went 4-1 and one without him. I understand that. But I do think Dak... I think Dak will be better this year than he was last year because he had never been a super high turnover player. And let's just say they were 12 and 5 last year. Let's say they stay there. I think that wins the division. Yeah. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't think Philadelphia, I think it's more about Philadelphia losing both safeties, losing their linebackers, losing both coordinators, having a bit of the, you know, the tougher schedule, all of that. With, I know Jerry didn't say this, but with Philadelphia coming back, more so than Dallas all of a sudden going 14-3 and three from 12-5 and five last year. That's, the, that's more where that, I'm That, at. to me, makes more sense, that the challenges that Philadelphia faces, as opposed to looking at Dallas's offseason. And, and hopefully Dak can play better, but, but is he going to commit to the things that he says he is committing to or, or not? I mean, typically, guys, either, was he humbled enough? Does he think those mistakes? When you heard him talk about the mistakes, he talked about it and said, I need to do a better job. But the receivers will be on the right page now. So he kind of pushed off some of that accountability for the turnovers on the receivers. And he just don't like to see that from a guy who says, I've learned my lesson. Did you? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. You don't think that's like leadership from him to sort of say, think, hey, guys, run the right routes? I, I, here, it, I have to take, no, I have no to take every interception on me. Even no, it though. would have been leadership last year. And, and leadership is, is talking about things I can do better. It's not like, hey, I can do this better, but, uh, you, you know, Nick didn't really do a lot of good stuff. <laughs> you, you the know. leadership is to do that in the locker room or in private. Yeah, yeah control but publicly, that, but right. take accountability for, for the things that you yeah. need to improve. Don't add the little asterisks to it. Yeah, or have the color commentator just create new interceptions for you in HFs. Not his fault. How many of those that were all for receivers? That game? was Josh Allen's. I understand. I'm saying that could help Dak out if someone would do that for him. Okay. Call you it not his fault. throws one to old Dan Campbell's defense. Oh, stop it. I, oh, you can't. I thought you were a Chiefs fan. I am on the What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back, and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless, from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Team USA on to the round of 16 games on Sunday after the last game. They received a decent amount of criticism. Carly Lloyd with some pointed comments on the team's mentality, saying that they were lucky to not be going home. Um, Lindsey Horan has responded to that criticism. Let's take a listen. 
Again, it is noise. Um, sometimes, you know, you hear it, you see it, and sometimes it's hard to, to get away get away from it. But again, it's it's your guys' job to have the opinion, you know, of our team. You guys are all watching us. Everyone in the world gets to have their opinion. But at the end of the day, it's the World Cup. Uh, this is what we're playing for. We're playing for these big matches. We're playing for these big moments, these pressure cookers. And that's what we want to be a part of. And, you know, us being the U.S. national team, we're always going to have that. You, you guys always want to talk about us, and we're, we're going to take that. That was good. I like it. I like even more what happened this morning. So this morning is really high drama if you were up super early. Because Germany all of a sudden was playing for its World Cup life. Morocco, which was the Cinderella story on the men's side, they lost to Germany 6-1. First game of the tournament. Or 6-0, pardon me, first game of the tournament. And all of a sudden, this morning, Morocco gets a win over Colombia. Germany ties South Korea. And Germany, the number two team in the world to the U.S.'s number one, is going home. The number seven team in the world, Canada, already sent home. And Brazil who Brazil in their first match looked five times better than the U.S. has looked at any match, they're done as well. And so it made me, it gave me a little, I don't know, sense of confidence that you can, maybe this year's World Cup, the group stage really was just surviving. Because three of the top eight teams in the world didn't. So there was no one criticism of Germany, you know, celebrating a, you know, survi- survival, because they didn't. Right. And so have they looked great? No, but they... They're still alive, and 40% of the top eight isn't, bro. No, I hear you, and I think it's how they look at that. Like, they should not look at it like, oh, Germany's gone. (sighs) Like, breathe a sigh of relief. No, focus on yourselves. Take this as a wake-up call. Don't look at the fact that other top teams are out and breathe a sigh of relief. Go out and play better soccer. They beat Sweden. They got a good shot. If they beat Sweden, they win the whole thing. We've outshot every team we've played. On goal, everything. Uh, Sunday morning, round of 16. Coverage begins at 4, kickoffs at 5. USA versus Sweden on Fox in the Fox Sports app. Head to the other football. Hall of Fame game tonight. Jets-Browns tonight at 8. Zach Wilson. Your guy. Well, I became... Really? I thought <laughs> You're was, a Zach Wilson guy? I'm not necessarily a Zach Wilson guy. <laughs> I am not a fan of incompetence, and the way that he was handled and his career was handled last year was silly. So he's getting the start now. I thought he was. He, I was told he was the future of the franchise. Now he's starting the Hall of Fame game. Brew, are you buying? He can eventually still be a QB one. I'm not writing him off. Good. You know, part of his problem was his attitude, right? He thought he was all that. He had one bad quote. But still, I, I think overall, <laughs> no one wrote, he overall, had one bad. He had one bad. You are quote. a Zach Wilson. He had one bad quote. <laughs> Nothing will humble you more than being bitch. Learn from Aaron Rodgers. Sit behind him. And I give him a shot in the future. Oh, really? That's what cost him his job. (laughs)